for all those who continue this notion of LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Shut up already. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! You hear the Bulls uh, commentator goes, he wants his mummy. <laughs> he uses Curry way down to White Mamba out. Oh my goodness. He's waited six episodes. Look at him. He can be sweating. I was writing that for an hour today. <laughs> Hello, NBA fans, and welcome to episode four of Sports Opinionated. We're here to give our opinions on the things that matter in the wonderful world of the NBA. Prima Donna players, historical legends, coaches, commentators. We won't hold back, O'Brien. I'm Pete Evans, and alongside me yet again is Matt O'Brien. Matt, how are you? And just how keen are you for Kyrie Irving's breakaway league? <laughs> Don't start me. I'm a bit flat today, Peter. Yeah, why, why uh, that? Uh, uh, a bit flat. Because anyway. I'm going to have to take down one of our segments, honestly. <laughs> take it down? <laughs> yeah, I've had, a, I've had a bit of a, you know, I've had a discussion with myself. And I, I just think, yeah, I'll get to that later. But I'm a bit flat. You know, you don't want to have to take people down, but right. I'm going to take a segment down tonight. All right, we're going, to, we're going to lose a segment. Well, we are going to be looking at highlights, the great quotes, the peripherals, the questions without notice, Stephen A. And, of Stephen course, we'll finish a. with star of the show. It's been good this week, Stephen A. He, has, he, had, a, he had a day out today. Loved the way he talked about Kyrie, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we just need our own episode for Kyrie at the moment. Uh, Matt, we are nearing the end of our recap of the great Last Dance documentary series. Indeed. I think as we both agree, a fair, fully balanced look at Michael Jordan. And I want to get this right here. Uh, Michael Jordan as the sorely needed hero that America and the world needs. <laughs> Indeed, we know that's true. <laughs> well, Matt, episodes seven and eight start, uh, get us to the business end of the 98 playoffs, but they also take us back to the 94 95 and 96 seasons. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! Bryant to shot! Stop, Smith, stop, stop again! Is this the dagger? Oh! Matt, some highlights from you, bud. Well, I, this these are my favourite two episodes. Really? Well, so far. Okay. Um, even though I have seen 9 and 10, but I'll look at it closer for next week. But, yeah, the production went to another level for mine. Um, yeah, okay. There's so many topics. Like MJ's relationships with his teammates, um, the Kukoc game. The Kukoc game. game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, I'm with you, Ty Quality. Just the beginning, Jerry Krause walking out for that. That press conference, yes. the Craig Sager question. Yes. And just the condescension from Krauss, the belittling look and glare. Okay, 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 we got that right. Like he just kept almost trying to belittle Sager. I don't know, we don't know whether he agreed with him or nodded or whatever. And then I bagged the question, walked straight off. Instant highlight for me. Well, it's a fair question, by the way. But yeah. uh, yes, the baseball stuff, the baseball stuff was good. It was a bit more in-depth than what I'd seen previously. Okay. Um, Which we'll get into during a, a big story, number one, actually. Yeah, and the whole 96 season I loved. Oh, Best yep. season of all time, Evans. Okay, fantastic. Um, loved the, the look, the poignant look of James Jordan. Um, Obviously, there'd be tons of stories around him. I really liked the story. He'd be up in the rafters, find some kid which would have no idea or hope of, of meeting the great man himself. One nil to you. Oh, he had that I down later. One nil go. to you. I've got an early lead. I might take, throw the floor to you over for Kyrie and walk off for 30 minutes. No, just that, the story. That, imagine some kid, just no idea, and getting to meet 
The great Michael yeah. Jordan. Love that from, yeah. from James. Awesome. I love the Le Bradford Smith story. Ah. That never gets boring. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, that was great. Um, love the little snippet of uh, during uh, Jordan's uh, baseball career, we'll call it. The, the little kid sitting next to the red sports car getting the autograph and almost jumping up and down as he was waiting for that to get done. As some other car was tooting at him. Like, oh, the poor kid. Get the yeah. autograph. Get the autograph. That, that, that appeared more than once in the series. Yep. Maybe three times, yep. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Yep, absolutely. Big story one. I'm up to. I'm, I'm done with oh, my highlights. Wow, I'm, we. I'm, I'm pumped. Not many highlights for you. <laughs> well, we're not going to go into it a lot. I love the 94 Knicks series. Another highlight from me. The, the Pippin hissy, hissy fit. Pippin saying I felt like I was an insult. I was the most dangerous guy. So, love that bit. Stands by up to today. To today. Still, well, we'll get there later. Bulls 96 team. Um, just so good. Best team I've ever seen. Um, we can touch on that later. Hard for me to see, feel the same way about uh, more self-concocted Warriors 2017 juggernaut of you know, uh, Steph and KD. Yeah. Play and like the, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. We can discuss that. And then as, as you talk production value, the montage at the end of episode seven, the highlights as Jordan was getting emotional, was absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Yep, agreed. All right. Agreed. Let's get straight in, mate. I'm going to lose the jacket at some point, but let's go into the big story number one, that of Jordan's retirement. Um, Coming off three straight titles, he was only 30 years of age. He was at the peak of his powers. He steps off. Andrea Kramer termed it a seismic where were you moment. Matt, do you remember where you were when you heard that this might have been happening or was becoming official? I do. I was in my 1982 Commodore VH car driving along and heard it on the radio. Oh, there you go. And was shattered. Yep, I bet. Absolutely shattered. I bet. So let's let's jump right in. What, what's your take? What's your opinion on the Jordan retirement story saga, time away from basketball? Well, it was the most stunning sports story in my lifetime to that point. And being a big follower of US sport, magic, the magic story mm. was... Just below it, and that was only... Just below it? Yeah, that was only... When was that? That would have been a couple of years earlier. So, yeah, I do remember where I was. Um, Yeah, absolutely stunned. But after all the stuff that had happened previously in those previous couple of months, probably wasn't that surprising Okay. when we see it now. Fair enough. Um, For me, what quickly stuck out to me was some of the articles and speculation around the link to James Jordan's passing... Um, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, and just the, the motives regarding gambling. You know, Jesse Jackson claiming a cover-up. You know, we saw the headline more than a coincidence. You know, Jordan's um, quote was, you know, rub salt in my open wound. I just couldn't believe stuff like that could be printed without yep. any evidence whatsoever. Yep, that's right. And his, his, his attitude to that now is extraordinary. He said something like, oh, it wasn't from the people who loved me or cared about me, so mm-hmm. whatever. I'm sure he didn't feel like... I'm sure he didn't, wouldn't have said that back then. No. Not a chance. No, probably um, not. I guess Jordan's take on why he was retiring, you know, he's a man who refuses, and that comes up later, just refuses to, sh- to show weakness. That he was saying that he'd f- fulfilled my responsibility to the team, to the city, his teammates. Um, I have no more challenges. Well... 2-0. No, no more motivation. I found... You know, that was interesting. And that's his reflection. He has the right to say that. But to say he had no more challenges, it's just not in his DNA to say, I am physically and emotionally shot to pieces. I've given everything I can. I'm oh, done. he did say that. He did say that. I have nothing more to give. He said that. He said that. Yeah, alongside that's a catch. Yeah. <laughs> I did like Phil's response, though. I understand. I just think Phil, yet again, perfect response to, it, to, to a man in need and kept that door ajar without even angling at that at the time. 
Yeah, yeah. What did you say? You said you know you you you're robbing the world of a gift, but he understands. That's cool. Yep. Um, but how was it? How was it that Mark Vansell, the uh, the author of Rare Air, do you have that? book? I do have that book. I do have that book. Did I? It's a very large book physically. It is. It's huge. It is. Great, great, great book though. Great shots and um, yeah, the f- photographs are fantastic. But he he told during the production of that book, Michael told him he was going to retire. Yeah. Like I found oh, that was extraordinary to me. Yep. This is after two in a row. So correct. He would have been twenty nine. I know. So one year older than Cyril. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! There it goes, Matt. I I can't believe the doco even gave airtime to the the link between the gambling investigation and Jordan's decision to retire. I just I, I can't believe it gave it air. Uh, maybe well, it was a story at the time. Oh, my goodness, that it's it could be considered that that was kept secret by David Stern and and the NBA uh, m- management. And the, the Jordan would just go and do this. It was it just defy belief. It just, it just didn't deserve to even get get a running. Well, I think yeah. he, I think he was happy that it got a run to put it to bed. That that would be the reason it got a run. I would have thought that he wanted it aired so he could it could be refuted by the likes of yep. David Stern and, and a number others. of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's we, why. we can't quote some of those responses, can we? Oh yeah, BS. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, 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 okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go shorthand. Yeah, okay, thanks for being yeah. so subtle. No, nah, it was good. And it's, yeah, it's just that. that Absolutely, one hundred percent true. Why would why would he get rid of someone unilaterally without anyone else knowing, costing the league and the franchises millions and millions of dollars? Like, why the hell would he do that? Yep, totally. Um, so. I just think people have bought, have just drunk the Jordan Powerade so much to go. Well, why would the most competitive man ever just walk away? Well, because he was spent. He was yep. done. Yep. Everyone coming at him year after year after year. Sure. Um, staying with staying in the retirement, the baseball career. Mm. What did you see? What did you learn you know, with us as being such huge Red Sox fans? Oh, uh, just, uh, just, uh, just. Was there uh, any terminology you uh, had to Google? No, I, I did just, some googling, mate. Just the fact he would he would be there, you know, the crack of dawn, uh-huh. and he'd be there till late at night. But just the fanaticism, like that 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 shot of those uh, those kids lying on the concrete, face yep. down, poking <laughs> under two <laughs> inches of fence to see him from three hundred yards away, yep. like. Like why? Absolutely. Like it's just yeah, that was that was stunning. Yeah. Something else I might come up in the uh, no, I'll come up later. Okay. Did you like the fact that uh, Jerry Reinsdorf paid him three million dollars a year in quote unquote retirement? Yeah, that may come up later as well. That was very nice of Jerry. Okay. Good on him. Okay. Do you want to read over my notes, Matt, and give me the all clear to touch on any of them? <laughs> do I need to say? I don't want you to later? touch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. Now, Matt. Um, question without notice: Is a thirteen-game hitting streak a good thing in baseball? Yes, okay. it is. Well, I figured that. It is. Yep. It is. And what did he bat? Two, two, two twenty. Two o two. Two o two. Two o two. That that's that's good for double A's, mate. Come on. It is. It is. And <laughs> and, and, and did you catch the fact that he could only go to double A's because they wouldn't be able to handle the media if Correct. he went to a lesser grade? Correct. Yes. Yep. A story behind the story. Tony Francona interview. By the way. Yes. The, Start the, there. There you go. The great Francona. Yep. Um, now this is part of the 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 respecting the game in baseball. If you hit a fly ball, it's going to get caught out. You don't just stand there and. Crack it and you run through. You run through. You wait till the ball's caught, and you you walk on off. Um, Jordan, who was having a bit of a dry streak, hit another fly ball and was just so angry. He was just so angry at himself. Just kind of watched it with his hatred in his eyes and walked off. And Francona's like, "Oh, jeez, I've got to address this." Oh, so he walked with out the great one. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he obviously found his way in. He said, "So, Michael, am I to expect? Is this what you're going to do every time?" And Jordan just apologized. 
Um, and he never did it again. Um, every fly ball he hit up, he just ran it out from then on. So he, he really did respect the game, was quite teachable. Yeah, absolutely. Did you buy the, and I'm not saying I, I didn't, did you buy the opinions of Francona and Reinsdorf that he would have made the major leagues? Uh, <laughs> Come on. Probably not, but what would I know? <laughs> yep. You know, not what would I know? Sure. He didn't look like a baseball player to me, so I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, he, no, I wouldn't have thought so. He had something, I think he was, I think, I think it was Frank Conner saying with 1,500 more at-bats. 1,500? Um, he would have that's found a, a way. That's a couple of yep. years, yeah? yeah? So he would have been 32 or, yeah, yeah, he would have been old yeah. to be getting in. Well, they, they they absolutely loved him. They loved his his work ethic. Obviously, he brought a camaraderie to the team. They travelled with a coach. When he arrived and he looked around and went, okay, he got them this. Could you imagine the bus that he got them? Yeah. Oh. I just love the fact he was one of the blokes though and it was just... You, 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 the, the way you they buying was, that? He yeah. was one of the boys. Yeah. Looked oh, like it. Although he, he, no, but he, he said that himself, that they treated him like anyone else, which is what he wanted. You reckon so, they treated him like anyone else? Well, to, to, uh, to as much as he could. <laughs> Best athlete of all time. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we're going to move away off our... First big story into our next segment, Matt. Oh, yes. I love it. Another bitter twist to the dark side of an all-American success story. I know. You're not narrating the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, Robert's Crows, come play with the Bulls. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? I had no problem with the glove. This is what I've had to put up with for, for about 20 years. You got some quotes ready for us? Oh, I have. I got, I got some ready for you, my friend. I have. I so have. We'll go back and forth, Federer and Rafa like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off. You go. I'm going to kick it off. Um, I think we, we owe a lot to BJ Armstrong. I don't know. Jordan reached out first to him. Oh, you're going to go 3-0 here. Oh, fantastic. I think you're going to go 3-0. With, with the smirk, he knew what he was doing. Why don't you just come over? Say hello. Everyone would like to see you. Oh, it's not the one I thought. <laughs> there you go. Well, That's take gold. Off. Love that That's from gold. BJ. Um, the, the Asian reporter, oh, the host of the news, yeah. did, you, did you get this quote? Another bitter twist to the dark side of an all-American success story. I know. You're not narrating the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this isn't like a preamble to Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> Seriously. Nah, well done by you. I did see that. Didn't make my top few. Um, I've got a quote from a man that you might touch on later. The great uh, cultural cultural philanthropist, Dr. Todd Boyd. And I know you're a big yeah, fan of that. <laughs> Um, what is he on it for? Well, his, his reflection Cultural about icon. about Jordan's absolute stuff up at the end of game one of the Orlando Magic series, which you went on to lose. You know, what do you mean you can hit this guy? They could just show that, that Jordan was human. Yeah, and he said something about that he had someone stole his rock. <laughs> Did you get that when he described him being when Nick that Nick Anderson stole the ball? Yeah. That guy described it as stealing his rock. That's like, uh, yeah, I've never I've never heard that before in my that's, life. That's urban speak um, for the ball, my friend. Uh, J- James Jordan. James Jordan at one point said to <laughs> said to Jerry Reinsdorf, yeah, here comes. "I want to negotiate my contract." <laughs> yeah. Now it, it, it would go something like this. This is how it would go. Yep. James would say to Jerry, "I'd like hundred thousand a year just to take care of Michael, handle the reporters, blah blah blah, blah yep. blah blah." blah. Um, <laughs> Reinsdorf would go, "How about I give you a hundred bucks a year for ten years? Good deal, you know, a bit of security <laughs> and free nachos at home games. Sounds good. That's that's about where Reinsdorf would go with that. You reckon it's far? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're pretty happy." Um, going to, I'm going to take you to Serious Town for a moment, Matt, because Tim, oh. Tim Grover, the, the great personal trainer of MJ, yes. um, spoke to Jordan the night that they got knocked out of the playoffs 
you know, okay, Mark, I'm out of here. Da, da, da. Let me know. Reach out when you want to get things going. And Jordan just said, I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 3 0 to you. Yep. Next next day. G- gets, gets emotional talking about the work ethic of the great man. Yep. Um, shoot a layup, you dumbass. <laughs> I thought that, that was. <laughs> That was fantastic. Yep. So now the debate is, who was he talking to? Shoot a lab, you dumbass. Who was he talking to, do you reckon? I'm assuming it was still Scott Burrell. But I we'll reckon like... it would have been Joe Klein or... There's some other some other random dude there. Looks like an accountant who's okay. on the team in 98. Okay. I don't know who he is. So save it for the peripherals, Matt. Yes. I, I, need a, I need that question with notice. Uh, Reggie Miller, it's, I reckon as close as anyone came to, to owning the statement, you know, as he thought about that series, you're going to retire Michael Jordan. Yes. Yes, quality. Yep. And back to what you said uh, before, when Craig Sager asked that question of Jerry Krause. There it is. Way to go, Craig. <laughs> yep. Bit of reporter heckling. Yep. Fellow reporters getting stuck into one another. Well, fair enough, mate. Way to go, Craig. Ruined the entire thing. Got <laughs> nothing from that press conference. Too bad. Was it, it, it was the very first question of it the was. presser. It was. Ah, oh, Jerry. Very first. You got to be better, Jerry. Yep. Better um, st- staying with with your, you know, you know, George, just a knockabout guy. When he was talking about. Um, baseball. He he starts one sentence by saying, "Sure, I was this big icon." <laughs> Bit of third person action. Come on, MJ. Bit of third person action. That's no, terrible. Um, MJ to Scott Burrell. You can't even guard Judd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm going to use capital letters for this one. Um, I think it's a, not from Jordan himself, but when Jordan would come away from a game feeling like he didn't get enough help, you MFs didn't do a thing today. Come ready tomorrow to play. Yes, that was Coco oh, Kukoc. Yeah. Um, I hear UConn has a great women's team. Oh, that's well not, done. but that's not a knock. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Well done. And he's given he's rub, giving the guy a little shoulder rub. The guy in the wheelchair. He yep. was very affable there, by the way. It was very cool to see that. Yeah, there is. Well, two one to you. I had no, I had that for later. So I'm, I'm done with with quotes. Oh, there, I've got mate. a couple more. Okay. This is this is and I, this isn't even on the doco, but it must be mentioned, right? Okay. When Jordan came back. Oh, by the way, so I'm just going to interject here, Matt. If you're a first time listener, Matt likes to do this. He likes to grab something that that. Uh, these these documentary makers were just should have put in Jason should have put in Matt Matt believes this should have been a twenty part two hour per episode yeah with with, yeah it's only it's not ten hours like they said with all the just not with the he wanted forty when Jordan came back the first time um, Judd Buchler and Steve Kerr were discussing and Judd goes oh we. What's 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 Phil going to do you know is he going to start him does he does he bring him off the bench and Kerr says to him. When there's a statue of you outside the building, you don't come off the bench. <laughs> well done, O'Brien. Love that. I and mean, I'm still not done. Two, 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 two. Yeah, I had that one for later for approvals. BJ, in that interview you talked about. Yes. BJ, I knew how to beat them. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> BJ, yep. you averaged 6.6 points and 2.2 assists in that series. Yep. You didn't know how to beat them, BJ. You didn't know how to be. Just doing some maths in my head. I kid you not. That's a 67% increase on his season average, which was 3.9 a game. <laughs> he says he knew how to beat them. Thank you, BJ. Oh, but no, you okay. didn't. All right. Well played. We're done with the quotes. I'm sure we'll have a couple coming up later. Well, let's jump into our second big story. Oh, here we go. You, you and I wound were, up for this. We were, we were wound up for this because we knew this was coming because Jordan was saying it's not going to make me look good and all of this. We were wondering, Jordan, the teammate, how he treated the people in the Bulls organisation. It had come out in the Jordan Rules book. We're going to get a first-hand look at it. What would they show? What would we hear? What would we see? What would guys say on record? Then we get this. The 
focus of the player, the player they chose to focus on from all accounts, the very nice man of Scott Burrell. Whom MJ loves. Uh, which everyone in the Bulls organization loved. Um, I'd classify as what we saw as tame. Interested in your thoughts as we unpack Jordan, the teammate. Yes. Um, Steve Kerr said to, that he said, if you can't handle pressure from me, then how are you going to handle the playoffs? Quoting Jordan. Yeah. Yep. BJ said, was he nice? Then he paused. He couldn't have been nice because that wasn't, you know, that wasn't his mentality. And he, and, and this was very, uh, this was watered down somewhat from BJ when he said, oh, if you, it would be extremely hard to be around him if you didn't love the game of basketball. He was difficult. Okay. Look, my, my first three takes are just from the players themselves. Uh, Judd Bushler, just people were afraid of him. We were his teammates and we were afraid of him. And there was just fear. The fear factor of MJ was just so, so thick. Especially after a loss. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Will Perdue just said, yeah, he was an a-hole. He was a jerk. He crossed the line numerous times. But, and I don't know how heavily you'll emphasise the butt points. <laughs> I'll rephrase. <laughs> but as time goes on, when you think back at what he was trying to accomplish, yeah, he was a hell of a teammate. And Bill Winnington, I think he's almost channeling you, Matt. And guess what? It worked. Yep, absolutely. So. Did you like, did you did you see the bit where Jordan was guarding Burrell in the post? Burrell got the ball in the post on the left side. This is this is an outrage. You've come from 2-0 um, now, now. It's 3-2 to you. And, yep, I and did, Jordan's Matt. standing yes, there just with his arms down beside himself, like, I'm not even going to guard you, right? Like, I... Um, like a statue, like he's not even getting any defensive stance whatsoever. Yep. Absolute look of disdain, like Burrell's got the ball here, what are you going to do? Burrell makes a move, Jordan takes one step and just blocks him without even leaving the ground. Uh-huh. That was that was fantastic. Yep. You've, you've almost taken my, my note word for word there, um, Matt. Um, so he, MJ's take on, on Scott Burrell, we hear the mocking sounds that, that Burrell reproduces for the, for the documentary. Yeah, that was great. I, I don't know, I saw some friendly banter in the stretching, he said, talked about Scotty Brown's lacking commitment, determination, and seriousness. But then he kind of smiles at the end. He said, what, everything he tried, even to fight him, but he didn't mean to fight, like to get him to fight on the court. He just said he's just such... Couldn't do a, it. Just such a nice guy. Just such a nice guy. Yep. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get that out of him. Yep. I, yeah, I have a big, big, strong opinion on this. On, um, on, on what? At the end... Uh, when Jordan says, my mentality was to go out there and win at any cost. Uh-huh. If you don't want to live with that regimented mentality, you don't want to be alongside of me because I'm going to ridicule you until you get on the same level as me. If you don't get on the same level, then it's going to be hell for you. But this is what makes him the winner he is. He's not asking you to be as good as him. He's not asking you to attack. He's just asking you to attack every practice, every workout, every off-season with the same intensity as he does to pay attention to all the details, to make all the sacrifices to be the best possible player you can be. And I was speaking okay. to someone the other day who said they thought less of Jordan after this doco. Okay. Now, to have that viewpoint is not to understand what makes him the greatest winner of the last 60 years and possibly ever. He demanded more of his teammates than other superstars. Scotty wouldn't have been the player he was if Jordan wasn't there driving him. Mm-hmm. He just wouldn't be. Scotty admits this now, right? And the current NBA player... How would they cope oh, with this? Different world. They wouldn't be able to cope with Jordan at all. Imagine Kyrie or Kevin Durant <laughs> copying a bit of heat from MJ. You think Draymond's They'd ask bad. for a trade the next day. Yeah, well, Draymond and Kobe, I wrote their two names down because they're guys who have got a similar get it right. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. We, you and I have talked about this off air a lot about you know some of the great motivators or leaders in the NBA over, over history, whether it be 
on one side, say the Kobe MJ approach, or on the other side, the Magic Johnson, Bill Russell approach. Um, I'm on record. I, I just don't know that, that fear is the greatest. I think love is a greater motiv- greater motivator than fear. I'm not sure he got the best out of everyone. I don't think he got the best out of Scott Burrell. Yep, you step up or step off, and I get that. And that's where he was at that, that point. He's the best basketball player on earth. I understand him being like that. I'm just not a total fan of his, of his leadership style. Yep. So what did you think when he said winning has a price, leadership has a price, and, he, and he's getting emotional now? Yeah? Yeah. And this is at the end, and this is, this, is the best, this is the best three or four minutes, five minutes of the whole ten episodes for mine, this, this, this section. Yep, can I, I, I totally agree. Um, Jason here didn't know what to do with himself when this happened. Uh, he said this was early on in their first sit-down. Like they hadn't gone a couple of hours when this happened. And he's like, oh my goodness, first of all, I've got something. But second of all, how do we reconnect? Put it all together. And, and, well, Jordan, myself, he, I, I barely know the guy. Can yeah. we sit down and make, the, and make this okay? And, and, and he did. It was moving on pretty quick. But that quickly for Jordan to respond like that, really, really interesting. Because clearly he had that, he wanted to get that out, you know. And he said something like, "People, I, I pulled people along when they didn't want to be pulled. I challenged them when they didn't want to be challenged. Um, mm-hmm. People might say I was a tyrant, but nah, that's because you never won anything. He said he, that quote. Um, yeah. I wanted to win and I wanted them to enjoy that also. And that's where he had the montage of what you mentioned earlier. Incredible highlights, yep. Yeah. Um, and then the final quote, yeah, I don't need to do this, but this is who I am. This is how I played the game. You don't want to play that way. Don't play that way. Okay. You know, and at the end of the day, end of the day, none of these guys, Evans, none of them, maybe Scotty might be, but the rest of them, none of them would be on any basketball doco now, nor would they be remembered if they played for Cleveland or Charlotte or Atlanta in that time. Mm-hmm. They benefited from the fact that he drove that group to where they got to. You know, you don't go 6-0 and in the finals unless uh, you got a bit of mongrel. Okay. And that's what he had. It's always a concern when you've got to start a sentence, Matt, with the words, I'm not into fat shaming. But <laughs> MJ wearing a Detroit three-peat t-shirt. No, just how strong was Judd Bushler's coffee the morning that he got interviewed? <laughs> but Matt's just asked me the question. And I'm Matt's answering it. Because I'm not getting an adequate response. Matt, I'm excited. I'm as excited for this as ever. This, this is our peripheral pickups segment. Um, this is one of my favourite segments of the entire... Uh, four episodes we've had so far, Matt. This is where we look not just at the centre of screen. We look to the things to the side, the things in the background, what is going on around that other people might miss, but that you and I see. What are our peripheral pickups for episodes seven and eight? Let's you start it off, Matt. Uh, I say that fearfully because you're, you're, uh, you're on fire tonight. Uh, George, George Kohler, his best mate. Yep. We don't, we, they haven't, didn't cover the story about how they met, but I thought they should have. Um, he only, he only appears here now to be interviewed for the first time in this episode, mm. I believe. But he's everywhere. Have you noticed that? He's in the security detail. He's in the pre-game. He's in the post-game. He's in the locker room. He's on the payroll, MJ's payroll. How much do you reckon? One fifty, two. <laughs> and then the story came, yeah, how he became his best mate's hilarious too. But he, he was doing quite well, George, just hanging around. Yep. Just hanging around. Fantastic. Well, well done by you. You've taken my third one. I'd just say most unlikely best friend ever. Just, you know, yeah. Jordan, clearly a great guy. Jordan doesn't yeah. get picked up by the Bulls at the airport. This guy in a limo offers him a ride. They're inseparable ever since. Telling, you know, Jordan likes his people. And it's still, still happening loyal. now. Yeah. Still happening now yeah. in, in Charlotte. Still likes his people. For me, um, Patrick Ewing, 
during the Knicks series completely and totally disinterested in high-fiving a, a Knicks fan pregame at home. Oh, did he? Out. Yeah, the hands extended. He's just walking it, sauntering out. Just totally ignores that guy. Yes, fair enough. Now, the, this is going back to the baseball. The footage of MJ playing basketball, did, baseball didn't look great, did it? I don't know. He, he didn't look really... <laughs> he didn't look uncoordinated, but he didn't look to be moving smoothly. Yeah, a bit mechanical. Okay. Um, the fact... This is the great paradox. The fact that he could look as graceful as anyone who's ever played basketball, uh-huh. with the exception of Bill Cartwright, our boy Deli, Joachim Noah, <laughs> you know, and yet look so mechanical and jerky playing baseball, I found that quite remarkable. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. Um, when Jordan was potentially looking coming back, there he had a couple of shoot arounds at um, at the Bulls practice facility. Do you remember the zebra pants that he was wearing? <laughs> the black and white zebra pants. That no, he was you're, you're doing well tonight. Oh my! Well, it's pretty you're hard to well miss, tonight. mate. Now, when you rewatch, you, you'll see them. He looks good in anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. In April '98, there was a reporter reporting from the Berto Center, the Chicago practice facility, and he was standing in front of about eight eight whiteboards, which were the you know the basketball court was mapped out where they just draw the plays, okay. right? Yep. Not a single one of those eight boards had a three-point line on it. <laughs> so that's where the game was at in April of 98. We weren't, we weren't drawing up plays for a three-point shot, that's for sure. Sure thing. Sure thing. Um, my next peripheral pickup was very disturbing, and we may need to edit this out. Um, the practice games that Jordan played while shooting... He's... he's Movie. Space Jam? <laughs> Space Jam. You're asking me to say Space Jam? I, I can't bring myself to say it on air. <laughs> That's not a swear word. It can't be misconstrued. No one will get offended. Space Jam. It's all right. I, I have a weekly blackout. It just happened. <laughs> Space Jam. Um, so we see footage of those those practice games and, oh, who's that? Who's that? Oh, I don't recognize that guy. Um, they're playing um, Skins versus... Yes. Yep. Sean Bradley Topless. No good, oh, no good. And it's a pixelation there, mate. Yeah, that was the that height was... of his career, those games. <laughs> this is his best moment. Oh, my goodness. Um, no. This one wasn't so peripheral, but the Jordan, just the fingers to Joe Klein, pointing to his eyes and then pointing his fingers back at him to look at me when I throw you the ball. Oh, really? Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm jumping right ahead, because, but we know how it plays out. What the hell was Randy Brown doing? at the end of Game 6 versus the Sonics when you won the title. Did he really want to get that game ball off MJ? What, oh, what I was don't he, know. What we was need he to, doing? He needs to be interviewed about this. This is outrageous. Outrageous. Did he... And another Randy Brown one. Yeah, yeah well, what, yeah, you got, you got, you want to follow up with that? No, no, no. Yeah, another Randy Brown one. In the hallway before running onto the court, there was some footage of them in the, uh, in the hallway there, and Randy Brown just, just taps a cheerleader on the butt. Does he? He'd be charging jail today for that. Does he? He does. Oh my goodness, he because does. my she next... goes, ooh, and then that's it. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, there you go, because we're looking at the same scene. I'm looking at the peripheral. At the same scene, Judd Bushler just eyeing off the cheerleaders. Well, Randy past. Brown like... actually made contact. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. You'd be in big trouble there. No, it's not good. That's not good. Uh, no, back to you, because I had. Uh, the 94 East Semis Game 3. This is a peripheral observation. Not that I saw, but just. Kukoc hits the shot of his life to keep the Bulls alive in that series, right? Okay. The, the Pippen game where he didn't go back in. Yep. The poor guy gets totally robbed of that moment mm-hmm. by what Scotty did. He just didn't get the chance to celebrate that or Correct. he walked back in the locker room and it was really downcast. Yep. And yep. Yeah. Well, that was pretty rough on Tony. Can you picture Phil's face as he walked towards him? 
It's not the face of a coach you want to see after you hit a game-winning shot in a playoff yeah, he's game. Just, he's just, yeah, they're on another level. He, he knew what was coming. Um, I wonder if Kukush would get away from tossing the ball happily into the stands after the game. That hits someone now. Yes, he's yes, up a million. Someone to be offended uh, by that. Last one for me. It's such a peripheral moment that it that it never happened on the Doco series. But you'll remember this. Um, Bull Sonics game three. Yes. Um, a game that the Bulls just just dominated. One of my favourite games of all time. Um, there's a defensive stance your boys have right a screen. Jordan picks off a pass at the defensive foul line, going sideways out of court. Takes the ball without even looking. Throws a behind-the-back bounce pass to an in-stride Pippen. Who dunks Who it. just takes it all yes. the way for a dunk. Forearm into the ring support. It was pure poetry. That was in the first quarter of that game. There you go. Yes. There you go. And I, the last one I had was the the change of footage here on the game stuff. They had that low-level footage. Have you noticed that on the Chicago-Charlotte series yep. in 98? That yeah. real low-level footage? Absolutely. And it just showed the graceful, the athleticism of MJ. And one stage when he turns the late Bobby Fills, who's no longer with us, yeah. turns him around and uh, Bobby Fills looks back at his teammates like, help, help, help. Yep. Where are you? Yes. Just like, I can't do this alone. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was great footage. Yep. It's, it's funny what you can see close up. It reminds me, Matt, when we saw uh, Warriors Clippers, Shea Schroeder? Gilgis. Al- oh, Shea Gilgis, yes. Remember, he got hot. He went five or six buckets in a row, so they kept going to him. Um, without even talking, Durant just took him. And, and Gilgis kind of gets in the post and catches the ball and then sees that Durant is behind him. And we're facing him because we're nice and low down. And he just looks at the guy who passed in the ball like, what are you doing? Can you, I've got nothing against this guy. Passed it back <laughs> out. Foot yeah. You just see things from a different angle. Oh, you like do when you're up close. Is it like when we were uh, having, uh, playing basketball, watching basketball at um, yeah. Venice Beach? Did, did you recall? What about And it? we saw a, a wonderful player playing with a full-on balaclava over his head. Yeah, you see on. some stuff at low level. And he, and he blocked a shot, Peter. Yes, he did. He did block that. a shot and he ran back down the court in front of everyone. He ripped the balaclava up. And yep. what did he say? This is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> These are the things you see up close. That's one of the groupies from off court came on court, gave him a hug. Yeah, that was, was gold. He'd done nothing else the rest of the game, he by d- the way. And did absolutely nothing else, but he was a frightening man. Yes, that was, yes. Fair to say, he, we didn't the play a, on that It was court. the A-grade game. It was the A-grade game. We didn't jump on there. All right, we're going to move on to our, our third and final big story to come out of it. Um, a season and a series which I just loved, um, 1996. And a, a team that when we look at the greatest teams of all time, the Bulls from 96 are in within that first conversation that we have. Matt, your memories of the Bulls team of 96, for either from the doco or your own recollections? Oh, that they were just an unstoppable force, Peter. Unstoppable force. Um, <laughs> Am I needed uh, for this segment? By uh, the way? Probably yeah. not. Um, they, they, <laughs> the thing that was, I think, missed with this team a little bit with history is how good they were defensively. Like, it was literally... They were the best defensive team in basketball by so far. Like... If you look at the offensive numbers, they're quite anemic overall when you look at them, not compared to today. But Bulls 96 team? Yeah, I just, they, they're okay, but they were, they, you know, compared to today, they're quite anemic. But defensively, like, it was daylight second and then nightfall third. They were just so far ahead defensively. Um, and some of the stats in these series, like, they just literally suck the life out of you where you can't score. And you saw that at the end of, um, it kept going in the following two years, even by 98 when they're just sucking the life out of Indiana in that series. So same, same principle. Sure. I'm just wondering, where, where do you rate the, the Rockets with um, Harden and Westbrook defensively all time? Oh, they're probably second. Second, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair yeah, enough. That, we'll see how that goes in a, in a month or two. <laughs> fair um, enough. Uh, for me, 
the excitement of a full season from Jordan. They just absolutely lived up to it, starting out 23-2. and two. We're like, okay, this is no question. This this is going to live up to all expectations. We the just 36 and away. 5, were they? I don't know. Yeah. yeah no idea. Um, yes. Uh, just one other quick one from me. There's one of my favourite sequences, again, of all time. And I don't know if you can picture it, but they do show it in this episode where the green-haired Rodman is part of a passing sequence that ends up with a, a Harper dish to a cutting Pippen down the middle who throws it down. Just pure basketball. It was one of the best sequences I can remember. And the playoffs the playoffs in 96 with Orlando. Oh, you're jumping ahead to there? Was this uh, 96, <laughs> yes? Yeah, yeah. You well, the lead up, the lead up '95, where they got rolled, right? So this is the this is the big motivator for when they meet them the following year. So, so Jordan needed a, a motivator, you think? Oh, do you think? Do you think they made a bit of a big deal about that? By the way, just jumping around a bit. What do you mean? The loss in '95. Who made a big deal out of it? Oh, just just generally speaking, I, I about how bad Jordan was, or that he was terrible, because he actually wasn't terrible at all. In that series, by the way. The series they lost in 95. Well, I think your whole thing of 6-0, and I think, gives you all guys a free pass to the fact that they did play well in 95 and they were beaten by a really good Magic team in 1995. So it's fair yeah. enough to say 6-0, and but that season, like it or not, the Bulls just weren't good enough to get past the better team. No, and he was knackered by the end, if you look at the, the footage. But he averaged 31 a game at 48%, by the way, in that series. Had games of 38, 40 and 39. So he was going all right, even though they got... Got rolled. Um, yes, sure but, but Bulls Sonics, Sonics were a good team, Peter. They Thank were you. a good team. They had a 64-win season and won the West by five games. So they were a very good basketball totally team. Totally agree. Totally agree. It and that, wasn't a simple coronation for Chicago like it was mentioned at some point. Thank there. you very much. That line that is the biggest mismatch in finals history. That's just absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. You had, uh, did you play a team in the finals that won more than 64 games? I don't believe you did. Um, you had Sean Kemp, 2011, Peyton, 19-7, three steals a game, one of the best defensive Hersey players. Hersey Hawkins? Going. <laughs> okay. No, he was good, Hersey so, Hawkins. Yeah, there's a little bit of a drop-off there. But totally undermined just how competitive that series could have been from a team that won eight less games than you. Not 18, not 28, eight less games than you. Yeah, they belted them in game one. Yeah. Um, they brought Frank Brakowski off the bench, I remember. Do you remember the 96 championship DVD? Uh, yes, DVD? I do. Yeah, where, where Phil literally said, Dennis, he's coming for you. He's going to bring him out specifically for And you. the refs seemed to throw him out for nothing at all. Yep. That's my recollection. Yep. He just didn't do anything and he just got tossed. It's just like they'd made up their mind. This Every, guy, we don't correct. want this guy playing. Everyone knew it was coming. Yeah. Everyone knew it was coming. No um, one wanted a Brakowski robin slugfest. And then they had a, a very... Oh, they... they a fairly comfortable winning game. I think it was only four in the end, but I think they were in control of that game too, okay. the Bulls. And then the biggest game of the series, do you want me to keep going? We're others? reporting at each other um, here, folks. No one can see this. Um, we're, we're, on, we're on the same side on this. And ironically, this was not shown at all in this series, this documentary series. Correct. In any depth. So no. when the team, young children, when the team go down, goes down 0-2 and they go back home for game three, that is the most must-win game. You have to bring everything at it. And they did. The Bulls did. <laughs> they go up 34-16 after one, 28-22 in the second, and they're up 62-38 at the half. And that first quarter, YouTube it, ladies and gentlemen, YouTube it and watch it. That's when they took away the series from the Sonics. Just absolutely awesome defense. Offense was rolling. I think MJ went for 36. Yes, he did. 
Um, yes, he did. It was just a brutal, brutal dismantling yep. loudest, in front of their own. Officially, okay. loudest crowd that season, Matt, was the? Seattle Sonics, was it? And they just took the air right out of the building. Um, you won the turnover count by, when I say you, the Bulls won the turnover count by 11. And you know you're in for a rough night when Luke Longley goes for 19 on 8 or 13. Did he really? And his Pippen and teammates wow. go off on the bench. Yes. Um, he'd had a rugged first couple of games and had to be reconfigured according to the coaching staff to have his confidence there to perform in game three. And then we had Gary Payton after that. Oh, hang on. He steps in here. Here we go. He steps in here. Here we go. He steps in and he says, to his, he says to his coach, you, not can, you, you can go get started. He says to George <laughs> Carl, I got this. I got this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go guard MJ, and I'm going to change the series. And he still reckons now he could have changed the result of the series. Please, try again. You know, I think the reason the reason the Bulls lost games four and five, I think, was more the fact that Scotty went four for seventeen and five for twenty. Oh, Scotty, four for seventeen that and five rugged. for twenty in that games four rugged. and five. Yep. Jordan was poor in game four, six of nine, and he was eleven for twenty-two in game five. But yeah, Peyton was still saying he he could have changed the series, and I love the fact that Jordan literally laughed out loud. I laughed with him when he laughed out loud watching Peyton's assertion that he could have changed the yeah. result of the series. If you're if you're listening to this doc, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're a fan of one of the 29 teams that Matt doesn't support, this is what I've had to put up with for over, for about 20 years of friendship. <laughs> this was laughable. Oh, uh, he drinks the Michael Jordan Powerade like you you Gatorade, sorry, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, so it tastes good too. Yeah, yeah, Jordan. I just thought it was disingenuous. He couldn't meet him in the middle again. Refuses to show weakness. Yes, game four. Um, as after Peyton was moved on to him. Yes, he did go 6-19 MJ with four turnovers. He had to play 43 minutes in game five as the Sonics outscored you by nine in the fourth, which I think, talking about tired legs, had some merit versus the young legs yep. of, a, of a Peyton, um, of a Peyton uh, Camp-led team. And in... in um, I had no problem with the glove. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and, mate, in game six... A game, and I think they showed all of Jordan's made field goals. He goes five of nineteen. He does with five turnovers, but Rodman goes off with nineteen boards, eleven offensive. In another game, he had eleven too. Yep. I got that. You get that. Was, so we three all now. You got that one. That was he good. was critical for them in particular games. I just, I'm, I guess it was one. It's all or nothing for MJ, and I felt this from your Bulls throughout this doco series. How dare you question that you might have made a difference? Um, yeah, I think I think Peyton did make a difference. Jordan wasn't going to meet that point halfway. Fair enough. <laughs> is it? No, is it that, fair that, enough? That, that's your view, Peter. <laughs> that's your view. I, I, I would, I would agree with Michael. He wouldn't if he had gone on him on game one. He would, he would have been exhausted himself. The Bulls still would have won the series. That wouldn't have changed the result of the series. Just wouldn't. Fair enough. Um, now game six, and we'll finish with this, I guess. <laughs> well, that given that, given they won, given that it's the series <laughs> um, on Father's Day, which I can't imagine yep. how hard that would have been no, for him. Can't imagine. And it showed in the way. He just, just, I don't know, whatever happened, he just didn't shoot well. Um, Our boy Luke in that game was five for six for 12 points and eight rebounds. Our boy Luke, the West West Australian. Six turnovers. I don't know how he could turn the ball over six (laughs) six times when he touches it ten times. Quite extraordinary. Protect protect the rock. Um, And the footage of of Jordan just bawling on the floor in the locker room, I, I was, yeah. That was quite confronting. I've never, I've seen, I've seen the footage, but they've never actually had the audio that matched it. It's always yeah. over something else. And that was full on. He just bawling like a child. It was just a, a massive moment. Yeah, it was powerful, wasn't a it? Massive. You've taken my last top one. I'm not going to repeat it, but yet we'd never heard it, and to, to do so was 
was compelling. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, Matt, we're going to take a bit of a different slant from a pretty serious ending to the look of the 96 uh, series. We're going to we're going to do Stephen A, our Stephen A segment. Kwame Brown! Slava Medvedenko! Kwame Brown, God bless him, is a scrub. He can't play! No disrespect whatsoever. Stephen A is the most opinionated sportscaster in the universe. He's the second most opinionated sportscaster. Um, <laughs> uh, he's second after me. Um I just want to tell you some facts from these two episodes, Matt. Facts. B.J. Armstrong, um, in slow motion, looked for in slow motion looked at uh, at the Bulls bench after hitting a game winner for about one point four seconds after after a big bucket that he made. Uh, other facts: um, Michael Jordan just made up slights like the LeBradford Smith story <laughs> when he couldn't get himself going. He just made up stories and if you want to know what kind of a run you got from the media at that greatness, time greatness heavens yeah that no one went to la bradford smith and said so why did you say this to michael jordan no one bothered to check the story with the young man <laughs> assume it, whether was it was true um the george carl dinner snub that jordan needed that motivation in the nba finals um carl came out on uh, twitter by the way a couple of weeks ago and said that avoiding mj during the finals was a team directive so as to not to give him ammo well says that uh, it was the bull's deed that killed him, not the fact that he didn't say hello at a dinner. Uh, a Pippin quote for you, Matt. If I had the chance to do it again, I probably wouldn't change it. Oh, dear. Yep. So I just want to ask, how are we supposed to win with your bulls? We hear about how amazing Scotty Pippen was, and then we hear quotes like what I just said, or the ones about Tony Kukoc last week, and we see, we haven't talked about this, we see footage of him either pounding his way off the court in a, in a big playoff moment, or throwing a chair onto the court. Do you remember that? As yes, he, he should have gone with Dennis to uh, to the NWO. Absolutely. As, <laughs> as the Bulls go 595. There's two chair incidents there during, was. There during was. this series. Well, what a great leader. Yeah, he really was in, in Jordan's absence. We hear of players either talking too much. Hey, he was a good leader in Jordan's absence. Come on. 95. I've got to question that. We hear of players either talking too much, BJ Armstrong, or not talking enough, George Carl, or of doing nothing at all, LeBradford Smith. There was no way to win to this team with this team. There's a reason why ex-players like John Sally have this perception that the Bulls were the darlings of the NBA. It's not entirely in his head. A little bit pressure, sure, boys. Uh, I used to be 100% in the Bulls court in their stash with the Pistons. Now, 95 <laughs> I'll just say winners are grinners, uh, Evans, and losers can please themselves. Too Um, precious. There was no way to win with your boys. If you said nothing, they find a way. If you said too much, they found a way. Yep, that's right. There's just nothing. They just just win. Um, Now, Jerry Reinsdorf. MJ goes and plays baseball. And then Reinsdorf comes out and is interviewed, and um, he frames this. uh, He continued to pay pay his basketball salary while he played baseball. Yep. Um. And he framed this as, oh, yeah, what a great guy I am, you know, because he's been underpaid his whole career. Yeah, nice try. We saw you did this. We saw what you did with Scottie Pippen and how you refused to pay any of them after 1998. Yeah. We saw this. The truth is, and this was very smart, he wanted to keep Michael under contract in case he changed his mind and came back to the league. That's what's going on there. Okay. He may very well be a benevolent, generous man, Peter. Benevolent. But sure, in this scenario, he was taking a $3 million punt at about a dollar fifteen that Jordan would come back and play in the NBA yep, yep. and make him a few hundred million at about 40 or 50 to 1. Smart business move, not because he was being a nice bloke. White mumba out. 
he's done it again. He's gone white mumba. Oh, stop it. All right. Well, we're not rebutting each other. That's that's the rules of this. You, you are completely disregarding the fact that I'm supposed to not like your take. You've actually got to get something to get the <laughs> I other. Keep, I keep like, I saying things you like. Yeah. Well, or, or don't necessarily disagree with. All right. Oh, quotes, quotes, quotes. No, questions without notice, mate. Questions without notice. Questions, questions without, without notice. notice. That's what yep. I meant to say. So um, this is something that we haven't shown the other. We're going to ask rapid fire questions of each other. The guy... For Jordan's comeback game in Indiana, who said he was offered two grand for his tickets. True or false? Was he was he for real or not? Was he no, offered two thousand dollars? A lot of stupid, a lot of stupid people in the world. I reckon. I reckon okay. that'd be true. He was offered two grand for those yeah. tickets. All right, fair enough. Um, Hit me. Um, do you think BJ's game two in the '98 Eastern Semis was just a little bit weeny, little bit overrated? He had ten points and two assists. Was that a little bit overrated? Is that what they went for that game? Yeah, they 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 framed this as if he was he'd had thirty and ten. <laughs> All right, um, was it overrated? Um, fair to say they could have moved on from the New Jersey. New Jersey, Charlotte. No, no, New Jersey then Charlotte. Your two first playoff series. Yeah, we probably didn't need to. see We did that. not need to see them at all. Yep, definitely overrated. Give me hardly anything of the Orlando. Right. Yeah, we can look at this in later pods if you like. I'm going to give you a quick rapid fire. Who would you rather have? Your '96 Bulls or the '27 2017 Golden State Warriors? Oh, jeez. There's so many different angles on this. Wow. Um, I can't answer that. I think the 17 Warriors, actually. Okay. I think the 17 Warriors. Might, might have had you. Okay, fair enough. But they built it, as opposed to, yeah. Sure. Um, if the baseball, the baseball strike happened from the 12th of August, 94, to the 2nd of April, 95... All right. Does Michael Jordan come back if there's no baseball strike? At all or in that sense? At all. Yes. Absolutely. There was no way. He wasn't building to play baseball and then basically there was no way he could because there was no baseball? I think that my thoughts are I doubt that he was prepared to do 1,500 at-bats in order to get <laughs> to the major leagues, mate. It was, it, was a, it was a scratch he was itching. It was going to end at some point and it ended prematurely. A good thing for us as NBA fans. Matt, um, if the Pacers do indeed retire Michael Jordan and, and Reggie gets up in that um, game seven yes. on the road, uh, Utah or Pacers, who you got? Uh, because we will, in look at, we will look at a number of players very differently. I've got the Pacers, actually. Okay. I've got the Pacers. Yeah. Fair to say. Um, do you think... Jordan made a mistake in not doing a, you know, LeBron decision type <laughs> special to announce his retirement or his comeback, Peter. <laughs> Rather than the one word facts and the, you know. Two word facts. Yeah, the I'm back. And the poorly presented presser for his first retirement. You didn't like it? No, I didn't like it. I could have done a bit better than that. Very sloppy from the Bulls. Well, they had to fit a f- couple of media members yes. in. The, in no, but answer the question though. Should he have done? Should he have done a beautiful, you know, uh, and got some money out of it? And for those of you who don't understand us, he, Matt knows how much I hate the decision <laughs> then and now. Um, no, he shouldn't have done that. Um, I know we're only supposed to have three, but I just want to give you one more, just a, a little jab at you, Matt. I've got one more for you. Too. Okay, George Carl starts Gary Payton. Let's let's imagine on Jordan from game one of the uh, in '96. Yep. So the Sonics win the title in five games or in six games. The Bulls win it in six. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. All right, one more for me. 
Do you like MJ more or less after this particular... Well, with these eight episodes in and now you've seen what you've seen, do you like him more Question or less? Why are you asking me this? Have you really been put off by one conversation you had this week that someone said I don't... No, 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 no. I'm just... That's a simple question. Oh, there's not words to express how much more I like him. I, yeah. I wish he'd been more honest about his frailties and, not, and understanding... I just wish he understood that we'd love you more if he just came out and said, yep, hated Isaiah. I said I wouldn't play on the dream team if he was on it. Yes, fair uh, enough. Yep, I was over the line with so many teammates. I want to apologise to, 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 to Jerry Krause. Oh, my goodness. No, where, where Jordan was human, I just loved him so much more, having gone uh, deeper into the life. But he hasn't changed, has he? Woo! Star of the show. Yep. From North Carolina. <laughs> Our star of the show. Now, we need to point out that we're not going to go... We've stayed away from the great man himself, Michael Jordan, because for episodes one and two, he was the clear uh, MVP of the show, unless you, you're throwing a curveball in this. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've, sta- I've stayed away. I've prepared this, but you go. From the great man. Now, I want to start with an apology. Yeah, you start. I want to start with an apology, and you never should. I made a mistake an episode or two ago, and I left this man out. I went with... with, with uh, Carmen Electra. <laughs> yeah, that was a poor choice. <laughs> well, it wasn't, wasn't the best choice. And I was hoping that this, this guy would give us reason to, for, to, to come up in our, in our sights. And I've kept his quotes off. And he came back, Matt. He came back hard for episode seven and eight. Judd? No. He gave a couple of quotes. He came back into practice one day and he just said, and, and I can't, I'm not going to try and impersonate him because you're the great impersonator of our duo. I could just feel that something different was going on that day. And I said, Harp, what's going on? He goes, the man is here. And then he was talking about the 96 season. And he goes, he was imitating Scotty. And he goes, Scotty was looking at the schedule. He goes, I don't, and you do this, Matt. Do you realise you do this? I don't think we're going to lose a game for three months. <laughs> Judd Bushler yes. is my star yes. of the show. He's yes. my MVP. Whoever makes his lattes, I want him to make me a soy latte, a week one for my wife. He yes. is fantastic. I want to honour Judd Bushler. I love him. Star yes. of the show. All right, now, I said this earlier. The star of the show segment is under some serious pressure to keep its job at this point. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you know, Jordan's the star of every episode, so I'm finding it really hard to okay. look elsewhere. All right. We're going to have a board meeting after the show. We'll vote on it, okay. and then we'll move forward. Um <laughs> I had some honourable mentions. I had Bob Costas for his beautiful hair in the 96 finals pregame. Okay. Beautiful hair, Bob Costas. Um, I had Scott Burrell purely because his inadequacies enabled us <laughs> to hear some fantastic Jordan heckling. That, okay. that's, that's up there. Fair enough. Um, third, another, this, this is my third. Oh, you're being my, very my third, cheeky now. My third honourable mention was my 82-inch Ultra HD Samsung <laughs> flat screen, which has made the viewing of this very satisfying. <laughs> You've made your own television yes. an honourable mention. Yep, I have. For star of the show. But no, I've gone with Jason Hare as the star of the show. Okay. Well his played. Pro- his production at the back end yep. of episode six was historically good. Yes. It is five minutes or so, which you could show anyone to sum up the mentality of the greatest winner of all time. Mumber out again. Fantastic. Um, he is a star, Jason, here, and we love his, absolutely love his work. Matt, uh, that's, uh, that's literally all we have time for. We did today. better this week, 56 minutes. We haven't <laughs> bored everyone to death with an hour and 13. Matt, we might have. I don't know if anyone's still listening, but if you if are. out there, good on you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week, Matt. We will be For the season finale, episodes 9 and 10. Until then, everyone, Matt, I look forward to, uh, to next week.